Computer, initialize Holosuite. Duvac. No more mind melts without my permission. Understood. Thank you for joining us on the Janeway, the Voyager podcast with my co-host with those dark black shark-like Betazoid eyes, Suzanne Williamson, and I, Liam Smart, look at Voyager episodes to work out whether our favourite captain has approached things in the right way, the wrong way, or the Janeway. Shark's eyes. Yeah. Black eyes, like a doll's eyes. And then those eyes roll over white. Sorry, I, I had a Jaws moment there. I can't stand shark eyes. <gasps> Oh, They're just terrifying. I like sharks. I, I like the Betazoid eyes because you can see a bit of white in them. But I don't know. Sharks are just dead. They've got dead eyes. It's awful. <sighs> I like sharks. Well, I don't know. There was a shark attack in Sydney today on the day of recording. Oh. Yeah. Someone got munched up. <laughs> it was pretty, pretty bad. Well, yeah. It happens. Mm. It's their home. I mean, what do you expect? If it you're is. swimming in a wetsuit looking like a big blubbery seal, mm-hmm. they're going to eat you. I, I do want to sh- go shark diving. Mm, no. One day. You can do that I want the in... Whole ca- the cage and everything. Can you do that because in America? Because I want to see my great white. We don't, have, we don't really get great whites. Oh. Okay. Well, you have to come to South Australia, even though I'm in Queensland now. I know they do it in SA, great white shark diving. And they diving. do it in um, South Africa. Mm. Okay. Well, I think you're fucking mad. But anyway. <laughs> Before we get started with the episode today, we need to let you know that you should follow us on Twitter at the Jane underscore way. You should also leave us a review because Liam is needing it. I need really, the validation. Really, really, really bad. I need the validation. And <laughs> we'll read it out. And also, if you don't angry Tuvok, we'll come and get you. Mm-hmm. He knows where you live. And he's going to sweat all on you as well, because I think that's a thing that he seems to do when he's angry. Sweaty, angry Tuvok. Oh. Maybe that's why he was angry. He was just so sweaty. I don't know. Right now, I'm pretty sweaty. I'm not angry, but I'm very sweaty. (laughs) Listeners, I finally moved into a house as well in Queensland. There is no air conditioning in this room, so I am going to be losing a lot of weight whilst I'm drinking my tropical beer. But that's okay, because we're dedicated podcasters, aren't we, Suzanne? Is there fruit juice in the beer? What makes it tropical? I don't know. It's got a picture of fruit. It's got a picture of fruit, yeah. It doesn't have any ingredients on it. It says, after generations of kaiju interacting with the local flora, a new species arose. The frugus found the balmy weather and laid-back pace in tropical climes to their liking, settling many remote islands, but always on guard for those who would seek to exploit their mouth-watering juiciness and impeccable balance. That still doesn't give me any uh, advancements on what this is. That's just super creepy. I don't know. I bought it because it had a cool label and that's how anyone should buy alcohol. That is very true. Or if it lists a high alcohol content. Yeah. Uh, It's also when I was younger used to be Percentage of alcohol per dollar. You alright? Could you hear beeping? Did you hear that noise? Yes. Beeping. <laughs> is that me? What is going on? There's there's a truck out somewhere. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. Listeners, I'm also kind of nearer a main road than I used to be, so you may hear some errant noises, but maybe not quite like the noises of people fucking in the hotel like the other podcast we issued about a month ago. <laughs> So, Suzanne, what's new with you? I've, I've let people know where what I'm doing, which I'm sure they're so excited. Have you made your double dick stained glass thing yet, like Brandy and I suggested? I, I have not because I am doing a lot more with 
everything since Timothy has stopped working from home and is back working in the office. I'm doing all of the housework, kid stuff, everything. Mm. I'm a little busy. Plus my business. Mm. So, yeah. Well then, on that sad note... (laughs) (laughs) Meld. Meld. That's the episode we've got this week. And fuck me sideways. No, thank you. It's... I'm too tired. (laughs) I'm too... What's the word I want to use right now? <laughs> I take anything right now. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. No, no, I'm joking. I still got my <laughs> standards. Not that you're a female, so you fall outside of standards. I'm digging my hole. <laughs> Burying yeah, my own grave yes, here. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Sorry. No. It was a really, really good episode. Like, it was engaging, it was in- interesting, mm-hmm. and it didn't have to have all the bang-bang, pew-pew sci-fi action to it. It was just a really good story. No, this is definitely one that I never miss on my rewatch. I, I, I adore it for so many different reasons. Main one being Mr. Brad Dourif. Amazing actor. So good. And it also shows Tim Russ's chops. He can do more than just be a stoic Vulcan, damn it. Oh, no, that's what I was thinking. Like, Tuvox, Tuvox's emotional portrayal, or Tim Russ's emotional portrayal of a Vulcan, mm-hmm. his voice changes. It does. And I was like, wow. Like, you can tell that there's, yeah, he's, like... He's good. <laughs> and it must be tough acting in the same way for seven years. Yeah. So, no, nah, good on him. Bloody good episode. And IMDb g- agrees. It is a 7.9 star episode. Woohoo! Probably could be a little bit higher, to be honest. Uh, but yeah, I was thinking 8.5. Oh, anything above an A is pretty, you know, pretty big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's pretty acceptable. There isn't even, sorry, there weren't even any interesting bitchy reviews on there either. Oh, wow. Which says something. So I thought, wow, everyone seems to like this episode. So I just don't have one to read out. Meld opens in the sex cabin. Woohoo! With Tom's arm around a girl, playing pool, doing some hustling, teaching Harry a lesson. Did you see the people laughing behind Harry's back as he's playing pool? No, I didn't. I was too busy writing. <laughs> I, I like zeroed right in on that. I was like, he, they're laughing at Harry. Because he's being And hustled. it wasn't like holodeck. It wasn't holodeck people. It was fellow Voyager people. Oh, really? Yes. I do like how Tom was giving a life lesson. It's like, oh, Harry, never, never say or never if a friend tells you this or to bet money on that. Yeah. Like, I thought it was really good. And uh, they started creating, like, a gambling ring for radiogenic particle counts. Yeah. Was this our first mention of replicator rations? Because I can't remember them being mentioned before. Surely there would have been, like, a passing comment, maybe, like, right the way at the beginning of season one. Hmm. Because they would have been like, oh, where do we get all this stuff from? <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember. I was like, wait a minute. I don't remember them saying replicator rations. But replicator rations is definitely something that you'd expect to happen if they haven't got enough power. But mm-hmm. yeah. I also don't remember them saying it before. So it was good. And I also kind of like the idea, like, why wouldn't you create a gambling ring? Yeah, Paris's Mega Millions Lotto. I'm all for it. Yeah. But I, I, I mean, it's Star Trek, so I would have probably ended up running it. As in, like, hey, well, you put your money in, somebody wins it, I won't take anything off the top, because really? What's one replicator ration going to do? Uh, apparently get you a prime rib. Yeah, but I don't like prime ribs. I do. Hmm. Well, you can have my replicator ration for that. I'll take the replicator well, ration for the holographic boy on the holiday. I think that's more than one replicator ration. Depends how many inches. <laughs> one inch per <laughs> one ration per inch. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna want more more rations. I've got twelve rations. Oof. <laughs> Painful amount. So we hop then down to engineering and there's some kind of issue there. Um Bellana starts talking about Hogan. I don't remember whether we've actually seen Hogan before or not. 
but it just seems like a random... Isn't Hogan the one that dies in Basics? It is. So, they've introduced then, him. Yes, we have seen him before because I, I remember bitching about him and being like, why isn't he dead already? Because I can't fucking stand him. Wasn't it Jonas? Oh, no. No, Jonas is the spy. That's right. Yes. Yes. So, it was also a really bad bit of acting by the guy who played Hogan. But anyway... But something went wrong, <laughs> and they were just talking about it. And then we hopped to the mess hall. Neelix sort of walks over, does his stupid "I'm Neelix" oh thing God. to Tuvok. And Neelix, his eyes look different. Like they did a different contact or something. His eyes look yellower than usual, like he had jaundice. Mmm, Talaxium with jaundice, lovely. But yes, I <laughs> don't really i didn't really pick up on that but something did make me think he looks different so maybe that's what it was they were just like bright yellow and very just off-putting maybe they were trying it's it like, out you should not that. be serving me food with those eyes i'm sorry that looks gross it's urine eyes <laughs> he starts talking about like it's cowrex season and then to what's like no it's like for meditation and then he literally mocks this like holiday on vulcan I was like, wow. I liked him mentioning the Vulcan orgy. Yes, that was the that was a different one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's celebrate that. Literally, and I'm like, oh, Rick Berman. <laughs> Gotta have something in there. Oh, yeah. I, so, like, literally, though, like, asking at the end, it's like, hey, we can get everyone to have some oil. We can walk run around in not many clothes. That sounds like a good idea. It would really mm-hmm. boost morale. I mean, you literally just want a giant orgy on the ship. Yeah. I'm sure Tom will... In the mess will, hall. In, oh. I mean, there's plenty of... Ta- there's food there. There's, there's plenty of tables. Replicate some whipped cream, some chocolate body paint. Be fine. Uh, but there's also open fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some people are into that. Some, mm, I know. I've, 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 I'm not really a kink boy myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're not into the dripping hot candle wax? No. I, I no. Yeah. <laughs> no. Just shove it in and move on. <laughs> you want a hot candle shoved in. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> it burns. It burns. Oh, Oh no! Oh, <laughs> there is a picture of me dressed up as a nun giving a blowjob to a candle. That, that was a Halloween outfit. Yeah, that sounds about right. I figured that's what nuns do, right? <laughs> I was going to say sorry to any nuns that are listening, but I highly doubt there are any nuns listening to our podcast. That's, that's what makes the candle holy. Mm. Yeah, just not putting it in the hole. <laughs> So then Tuvok gets called down into engineering, which is where we see, you know, end of the opening, cold open thing. Blana gets into open a cupboard and there's like a beautiful charred hand sitting there. Yummy. And we're like, oh, something's happened. This is going to be a Tuvok episode. Yay. What I really liked about this cold open was it's like a day in the life of Voyager up until that point. Yeah, yeah. Tom getting up to no good. Tuvok just wanting to be left alone. Harry being naive. Yeah. Balana, you know, running around and engineering. And Captain and Chakotay are indisposed. Well, the reason we didn't see them is it's a PG show. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Right. So they're a little bit non-PG. I'm coming, Chakotay. <laughs> yes, that's what I was going to say. Finally finished Voyager, and that innocuous little tweet earned ourselves a fair few likes. What did I call it? Voyager. Oh, oh I finished Voyager like a hundred fucking times over. <laughs> but yes, I finally finished Prodigy. It, I somehow managed to make it work on Amazon Prime, Paramount Plus, whatever it is. How good was it? So freaking good. I wasn't sold on the first four episodes, but then it really started to join together and then spoilers for anyone who's listening admiral janeway at the end yes i was like oh my god but why is she on a dauntless ship why why not uh the dauntless from the delta quadrant that oh god what was his name that's the romulan guy he tried 
No, 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 no. No, the, the hologram. No. No? no hologram. It was a hologram-type ship. The one was where it? he was trying to take them to the Borg to get assimilated. That was the Dauntless. Oh, my God. I thought the Dauntless was the one with the EMH Mark II. Oh. No, that's the... Shit, what the hell was that one called? I God, I don't remember them trying to get assimilated. Remember. Was that in Voyager? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, God, what is the dude's name? Where he came on and he's like, oh, yes, I speak different languages. I can figure this out for you. Um, Hold on. I'm going to have to find this out now because clearly. Binks, no. Um, that is not your microphone. The USS Dauntless was an alien ship disguised as a Federation Dauntless class starship. Blah, blah, blah. Arturus. That's Arturus, it. Arturus, yes. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. The um, end of season four. Could be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was like the anticlimactic ending to season four. Oh, there were so many anticlimactic endings. Yeah, I know. Right. Story of my life. Yeah, I don't understand why she was on the Dauntless. That's where we were. <laughs> yeah, it ju- it that just it seemed weird and off-putting to me. But I'm just happy that you know she's going after Chakotay, and she's an admiral, so that's not her ship. She actually had to go in and commandeer the ship, mm-hmm. just so she could go rescue her is, husband. I'm saying is Prodigy canon? It's on TV. So it's canon, really. Yeah. Yeah. So everything that happens in Prodigy, because I can't tell where the fuck we are. Like, are we in the Delta Quadrant? Are we in the Gamma Quadrant? When the kids started, they, I believe they were in the Delta Quadrant. Right. Okay. But Janeway is in the Alpha Quadrant. Mm-hmm. And the kids went from the Delta Quadrant. They first used the Proto Star Drive to get to the Gamma Quadrant, but then they went back to Tars Remora or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm which is in the Delta Quadrant, and then they're like, oh, we're going to go to Starfleet because Gwyn can't remember what's happening or what happened to her. I because know. I was the- like, no, don't do it. But I kind of think that's very high concept stuff, though, like the whole idea of the Medusan going like, hey, we're going to make these people's brains melt, essentially, mm-hmm. for like a kid show. <laughs> but it makes me sad because now I don't have my John Noble. Yeah, no, he was, his voice acting is amazing. Oh, his any type of acting from that man is amazing. I mm. love him. I should watch Fringe again. Yes, you should. Mm. Well, should finish Fringe, should I say? Oh God, you haven't seen the end. No, I sort of fell, it fell off of TV, and then I'm like, eh, I don't know where it is. Oh, oh, you got to watch all of it. You have to. Okay, I'll try. Where were we at? Oh, we haven't even got past the credits yet. <laughs> <laughs> credits happen. <laughs> And we come back in sick bay. Turns out uh, that the, the doctor's done its very, very quick post-mortem. Says that it wasn't an accident, uh, even though Tuvok assumed it was. I also kind of liked how they named him Darwin, Crewman Darwin. So I'm like, ah, so much for survival of the fittest. <laughs> it's like he did not evolve very well. No. And where was this crewman when we needed him last week when we had the yeah. hyper-revolution, huh? They dropped the ball on that one. Mm. But yeah, the doc is like, nah, has a blow to the head. He was murdered. And then like Tuvok really stiffens up. And he's like, oh. this is a job for Mr. Tuvok. <laughs> There's a mystery to solve. I shall solve it. Mm-hmm. Who do they call? Vulcan busters. <laughs> <laughs> not, quite, not quite what I wanted to come out of my mouth. <laughs> no. Oh, it's the beard talking and the heat. So, back in the ready room, Tubok is deciding to debrief Chakotay and Chainway. Mm-hmm. Mm, what was that noise about? I'm sorry. What was that noise? Who's debriefing? <laughs> I would like to see Chakotay get debriefed. I would like to, you'd like to, you'd like to be debriefed. Or, yeah, something like that, yeah, sure. Something like that, sure, yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Janeway goes through Crewman Darwin's record in an attempt to be like, oh, make you feel for this character who's dead. And she says that they turned down some kind of like 
office a candidate or something to be on Voyager. And it's like, well, not only are you now dead, mm-hmm. you also went on the ship of the damned out to the Delta Quadrant. Maybe he just didn't want the stress of, you know, being an officer. I'm assuming officer is when you get, like, promoted to ensign. I was thinking more lieutenant and going up from there. Oh, okay. But don't you have to be an ensign before lieutenant? I guess not if you go to officer training. Oh, yeah, true. Maybe not. Not sure. Anyway, he ended up on that ship. Sucks up. Sucks for him. Bellano then mentions that Lonsuda is the only one that was working in engineering at the time. And then Chakotay's all like, Uh-oh. It was all uncomfortable around that man. And they talk about how he's a betazoid, but he's like a killer betazoid. There have to be some. Well, of course there is. There's killers in every culture, for whatever yeah. reason that might be. I like how Chakotay said that there's something in his eyes. Because I'm like, what did you see in his eyes? They're black. They're black. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, every Betazoid is like that. You saw your reflection, maybe? I mean, it would be... It's It's kind of like me with sharks, but then again, it'd be like that to every single Betazoid. So then, we're in Tivok's quarters. Uh, Brad Dourif comes in as Lon Suda. Yay! And immediately, like, has a presence on the set in terms of just his ability to act. Which got me thinking. Imagine... If Lon Suter was actually the Chucky doll in a Voyager uniform. That would be horrific. <laughs> that would be amazing. Why did you even think of that? Because Brad Dourif is the voice of Chucky. Oh, is he? I see. I refuse to watch yeah. that or anything to do with oh, that. Oh, come on. Too... Logan's even watched Chucky too. I don't. I can't do like scary dolls. <laughs> It's not, it's not a good thing. <laughs> Your child, who is what, is he five at the moment? He's four. He's four? Well, he's clearly got more of a stomach for scary things than I do. <laughs> he just recently watched Alien and oh. really liked it. Oh, wow. Although he, he kept asking, is Jonesy okay? I was like, Jonesy's fine. Oh, God. Jonesy's okay. He's seen Jaws, but he hasn't seen the end because he really identifies with the shark. It's like, yeah, that's my shark. Why are those people shooting at it? Oh, no. Yeah, don't show him the end. Yeah, I can't show him the ending. No. I just just cut to Free Willy and be like, oh, he's turned into a whale. This oh, is look, what, and he's swimming away. This is what happens when short sharks go to warp 10. <laughs> <laughs> so in Tuvok's quarters, yeah, Brad Dourif is being interrogated by Tuvok. There's that little bit of marquee... Starfleet tension again which doesn't appear enough I think we've mentioned that multiple times it doesn't appear enough and then he goes do you remember what you were doing at exactly 14 minutes past 10 it's like no (laughs) I don't remember what I was doing 45 minutes ago me neither but then he asks about a criminal record it's like, yeah, you can read it. someone's really going to be like, yes, I do have a criminal record, Mr. Two. I've, I've murdered 15 people. I attacked a child at school. I ran over an old lady with a shopping trolley because, it, you know, she had an ugly shopping trolley. I stole some Tootsie Rolls from the corner store. Yeah, and that was my biggest crime. Yes. You're not ever going to say that to Tuvok, so I don't even know why he bothered no. asking. He was just covering bases. Just being Tuvok. It's just like, oh, this is another episode of Hercule Tuvok. Hercule Tuvok. A <laughs> yes. least listened to episode of every single Janeway. But with the best damn artwork. I know, I right? Like it was such good artwork. So sad. And that was the end of that. So Tuvok dismisses Brad Dourif. I should, I should really call him Lon Suda. <laughs> but he might have more questions. Which was very Columbo move. So Tuvok is now Columbo. Oh no, now you got some more <laughs> to do. You should <laughs> Oh, actually I won't even go there. I was no, I will. I was gonna say you should do the artwork of Tuvok as something, but with the bit where Neelix's finger is in his mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or Tuvok in a trench coat like Inspector Gadget or whatever. Only if he has the helicopter hat. Oh, I can imagine, can you imagine too well with that? You can just imagine with him. <laughs> <laughs> you 
So we're back at sick bay. Things get really, you know, obvious really quickly. There's been mm-hmm. some uh, DNA found by nanites inside the wound. And it's some kind of like fancy tech. I don't know why they never used that again in any of the other murder mysteries that seem to happen on Voyager. Uh, who knows? They forgot they had it. Just like a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> so it turns out that, yes, it's definitely Lon Suda. So then when Tuvok goes to speak to Suda, how cold or how coldly did Brad Dourif explain what he did and where he hid the spanner? So good. That was so good. It's just like, why hide it anymore? Oh, oh give me chills. It's like, yeah. What I don't understand is why he hid the spanner when he could have just put the body and the spanner and it would have all been vaporized. What Then there would be the question as to why the spanner was in there. But the spanner would have been vaporized. Not all of the body was vaporized. But that's because there was an error, like he caught a wire or something. Yeah. So it should have been vaporized. Oh, you don't, you don't necessarily always you know, put your, your dead body and your weapon in the same place. Well, I've never killed someone, so... Just like, you know, if you really want to dispose of somebody, you should really chop them up and leave a bit here and a bit there. And no fingerprints, no teeth. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see that. I mean, if I were ever to kill someone, I think I would probably chop them up. And you would just sort of dump them You could make them into chum and, you know, feed the sharks. You could. You sort mm. of drop it off the side of a boat. No one will ever find it. Oh, but then again, it could be found because of currents. Well, that's why you start chumming the waters to bring the sharks in and then throw them out then. How big would you chop the body parts up into? Would you be like, oh, I'll leave the torso the same size? Depends on the size of the person. Because if it's just me hefting things around, I don't want bundles being too big. Mm, It could be quite heavy. Yeah. Somebody be, you could just be walking across a really busy river and be like, oh, no, I dropped my Woolworths bag of food into the river. <laughs> or if there are pigs around, you could feed them to the pigs. They'll eat everything. They kind of do. Yeah. So there's, so many, all. there's so just many ways you can dispose of a body. Mm-hmm. Why, haven't we, why, why haven't we killed anyone yet, Susan? <laughs> Other than the obvious fact that it's illegal, it's morally wrong, and yeah. it's just wrong in every single way. Yeah. Hmm. Listeners, please don't call the police. <laughs> <laughs> but why did you kill him, Tuvok says. And there is absolutely no reason. Lonsu is like, I don't know. That just blows Tuvok's brain up right there. <laughs> it's like, there must be, there must be a reason. Logic dictates that there must be a reason. It made me think of when Kirk, you know, talks to the computer and gives it that thing that makes it explode. I was like, the Tuvok brain is going to explode because it needs to be logical. Does not compute. Does not yeah. compute. <laughs> Down in sick bay. Yeah, the doctor confirms the murder weapon that was hidden. Easily done. Mm-hmm. And then Tuvok's like, oh, well, crime must have a logical purpose. Which I think when you commit a crime you could argue that there is always a logical purpose even if you don't know what that purpose is yeah because i mean even Suter said he just didn't like the way the guy looked at him and i suppose if you if you're so i wouldn't i wouldn't say deranged that's not the word i want to use troubled or mm-hmm. psychotic or whatever as Suter, that would be enough to trigger him potentially and why don't we see more psychopaths and sociopaths in the future? There have to be so many more out there. Why don't we see them in Star Trek? Maybe they're all at the farm. <laughs> With Andrew. <laughs> there had to be some that escaped the farm. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe they were just killed. Maybe somebody else even worse killed them. Oh. <gasps> Suter got to all of them. It's the circle of life. It's like Highlander, there can be only one. (laughs) So then Kes goes through like his data or something and she says that there's uh, 
they're suggestive that he is got some underlying anger issues, etc. Which the doctor's just like, well, that's pretty much everyone in the marquee. I know, but she also mentions that he's not bipolar. I think she does. I think she does. Yeah. Yeah. Which would mean that and, he doesn't flip from one or the other. Yeah, but they were kind of tying it into, or the, the, the way I took it is they were tying it into being bipolar makes you more apt to be a psychopath. And I'm like, no, that's not, that's not how that works. Oh. That's not how that works at all. Isn't bipolar when you go from, like, excuse me if I get this the completely wrong. The highest highs wrong. to the lowest lows. Yeah, you go from, like, really yeah. happy to really depressed or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's not necessarily... No, that's not linked. No. At all. No, you're right. But then again, this is the 90s doing terrible descriptions of things. That's true. Mm. So, we get, so he's now in the brig. And Tuvok is still just so disturbed by the fact that there's no reason that he tries to get a reason out of Suda. Do you feel remorse? He asks. And Suda's like, I've got no feelings at all. Which is really terrifying. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. And I feel like that would be terrifying for Suda as well, to not have those kind of emotions, just anger and Well, not only that, to see that most other people, most other Betazoids feel so many things and you feel nothing. Mm. That has to mess with your head growing up. I feel nothing, yet everybody else has all these intense emotions and can feel other people and I got shit. I got nothing. It's like his emotional hardwiring failed when he was born or something. Yeah. Which, poor guy. Makes you, it does make you feel for him. So Tubot walks off. He, does. he stops. Seems to have a brilliant thought and goes back to the oh bridge. Lord. Brig, oh, sorry, not no. bridge. Tuvok, no, don't do it, no. And he wants to do a mind meld. It's never a good idea, Tuvok. Oh my god, don't do it. Now, I know it happens at the end of this episode, but wasn't there another episode mm-hmm. previously? Was it at the end of the one where Tuvok stole something that she was like, no more mind melds? Or she, she said, no, she was like, <laughs> and I even wrote this down. He's like, the next time it is something, uh, bring your logic to me. Oh, that's right. She said, don't use your logic without <laughs> insulting mm-hmm. me. <laughs> And I wrote it down. I was like, Tuvok is going against Janeway's wishes again. He didn't bring his logic, air quotes, to her. That was a Tuvok wrong way. Yes. <laughs> so back down into the sex cabin. Radiogenic particle sweepstakes are happening, but there is no winner. Surprise, surprise. Try your luck again. <laughs> but what was sort of just funny or odd or gross was as he said, oh, there's no winners. He turned around, just pecks this random holographic girl on the cheek, on the on the lips. Wasn't it the same one from the be- from the beginning of the episode? And we've met her before because he's like, I put her in all of my... Oh, yeah, all of his sex cabins. Yeah. Oh, yeah. fuck. But anyway, he just kisses the sex cabin girl and then... <laughs> as quick as... Uh, sure we're he's into- done other things. Oh, yeah. As soon as we're into the sex cabin, we're back out again to the ready room. So they're talking about the mind meld, how he mm-hmm. supposedly can hold it together. Why wasn't she angry about this? Well, he's doing mind melds with people with, you, you know, not even giving her a heads up. But should he give her a heads up? Yes. Why? It's a mind meld. He should bring his logic to her. He did not. Mm, but reckon his logic was failing because he couldn't it couldn't reconcile. Oh, then he should have taken it to her, I suppose, if he couldn't mm-hmm. reconcile. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, Janeway decides that she can't leave him in the brig, even though Tuvok is suggesting execution. That should have been, you know, woo, 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 woo. Things are wrong here. What's going on? But it, but it did, though. It, it did. No, she- because she did not... Have the, she did not send him to sick bay to be monitored by the doctor after this mind meld, like she should have. She sh- mm, okay, I'll agree with that because she should have been like, "Nah, bro, you're fucked." Mm-hmm. So there's a few decisions in one here. Yes. So, firstly, 
the execution how steadfast she was against executing him mm-hmm. that's, that's good a that's right, right way. way that is a right yes. way not sending him straight to sick bay wrong way wrong way correct Although I will give her credit for her realizing that something was actually wrong to start with. But she didn't do anything about it. Tuvok says that he feels disconcerted. I think he used the word disconcerted about how he's sort of feeling, but he reckons he can hold on to it. Mm-hmm. But as you said, Jamie should have just sent him straight to sick bay, but nope, yeah. not at all. So we yeah, go to- he could have, you know, done his meditation there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, behind a force field. Yeah. Then we had a great scene. I loved this scene in the mess hall. I, oh, God. Oh, yes. Neelix was really starting to annoy Tuvok. And Tuvok's just like, fuck off. But no, it wasn't happening. Tuvok is just sitting there trying to keep a straight face, trying to keep himself composed. Yet Neelix is going, smile, Tuvok. Smile. Smile, Mr. Tuvok. And that little gross little finger comes across. Ugh. And, like, Uh, drags his mouth open to try and smile. Don't put your furry finger on my face, dude. Oh, furry finger. (laughs) Oh, furry finger facial. (laughs) (laughs) A beautiful alliteration. So then Tubot turns around and attacks him and strangles him, which is... Everyone has wanted to do. Correct. And it's well-deserved because he was a right fucking pain in the ass. Yes. Just break that neck, Tuvok. Just... And then he dies. What would have been good is if Tuvok actually strangled the fuck out of him, but he didn't die. And then that could have been an actual scene. But no, Tuvok killed yeah. Neelix and it was a holodeck simulation. But whose holodeck simulation was it? Did Tuvok just write this? Or has someone already created this? And if it's an open program, I, I just want to know who wrote it. I wonder how quick it is to write a holodeck program. I don't know, but oh, I was like, if this is an open program, I'm going to say Janeway wrote it. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> For all the times that she's just wanted to kill Neelix. Kill Neelix. Actually, do you know what? I bet it's a co- And I'm guessing that everyone has used this program. There's probably a collaborative effort in which... There's like a Google Drive for ideas between the whole entire crew. Nice. And it's Kess that is the one that orchestrated it. (laughs) She started it when he didn't want to have a kid with her. Yeah. And that's how she felt. It's like, what the fuck, man? And Yeah. Mm -hmm. Down in the sex cabin, you know, the B plot of the episode, another round... Nobody won. The computer didn't get a chance, though, to explain that because Chakotay puts a stop to it. Aww. Takes all the replicator rations away. Fair call, fair punishment. And uh, Tom gives a little bit of lip, though, to Chakotay. Oh, yeah. He, well, he's setting up the whole, the long game. Mm. Which we'll talk more about over the coming episodes, but it's good that... Yes. They did that without the viewers knowing. Yeah. Still don't think it's good that they did that without Chakotay knowing. Yeah, but, that's that's, but up. there's a reason for that, though. I know there's a reason. I know. Down in the brig, Suda wakes up to Tuvok just staring at him. Oh, yeah. That was creepy. So it sort of turned into the creepy character is now the good character, and the good character is now the creepy, scary one. So Tuvok starts to give out some medical advice. Um... Have you had this? Have you had that? Have you basically had, like, electroconversion therapy or something? Mm-hmm. Um, but Suda's like, no, I want more mind melds, please. <laughs> the mind meld helped me greatly. Thank you. <laughs> it's like, may I have fucked you over, but that's fine. But I'm all good. And that's all that matters. <laughs> exactly. Thank you very much. So they talk about violence and its attraction and also its fear of it, which I just mm-hmm. you know. There's nothing I can say. I'm not smart enough to be able to portray just how good this scene was. Yeah. And it's uh it's just it's just Brad Dourif being fucking amazing. Mm. I don't know how they feel about violence in terms of how it feels to be attractive because I've never been sort of like, yeah, I really want to punch something or really want to smash something in. I've never really 
had that. Mm-hmm. But I've had the weird thing whereby, you know, when you're standing up on something really tall and you mm-hmm. just want to jump off of it to see what it's like? No, no. So you don't get that. I'm afraid of heights. I wouldn't be up there in the first place. But I'm very quick to anger. Okay. See, that's see, then that's where we're different. So I don't get angry that easily. Yeah. Oh, God, I do. But I wish I didn't. When I say jumping off of tall buildings, etc., it's not a case because I want to throw myself off because I don't want to live anymore. I just be like, I wonder what this feels like. Or I want to open the car car door whilst driving. Or the one that I had on the plane the other day was I was sitting in the emergency exit seat and I'm like, I wonder what this will be like if I open the emergency exit door at 33,000 feet. Have you seen, like, airplane people get sucked out? Yeah, I know. It's ex- explosive decompression and all of that. But... Yeah. I would never do it. It just comes through my head and I'm like, hmm, could be interesting. And I don't know what it is. And it's because it's not suicidal ideation or anything. It's just something weird. So I get it from okay. that perspective. And I get it more from the homicidal perspective because sometimes I'm like, what if I just take your head and I slam it against the wall? Yeah. See, well, see interesting because, yeah, I never get that. I never do. So, wow. Well, yeah. listeners, you heard it here first. <laughs> Suzanne is a murderer in the making. She is a betazoid without feelings. She has those yes. shark eyes. Those. <laughs> Timothy has always said, if anything happens to him, that they should look at me first. I'm like, yeah, it's true, because I will kill you. Mm. You're a concern. <laughs> listeners, maybe you should call the police. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> So Tuvok's quarters again, he decides that he's lost control and he seals himself in his room, deletes his security clearance, but then Janeway decides to storm on down there and let herself in (laughs) and opens up to a smashed room with a cowering Tuvok. Yeah, Tuvok is totally not getting back his security deposit on that room. Gosh, no. He's fucked everything up. He's lost all his- Smash, he smash. That's what they've used the security rations for, to replicate them all. No, the replicator rations. I thought it was for Janeway's coffee notes to replace everything in Tuvok's room. Hmm. Needs it because it's insanely broken. Yeah. So she's going in there even after Tuvok is advising not to. Now. Yeah. Leaving the security chick outside with the phaser. Why doesn't Janeway have a phaser? Wrong way. Wrong way. She should at least have a phaser on her as well as the security check. Mm-hmm. Or at least one or the other. Both. Mm. This is Tuvok. True. I mean, he's powerful. But what about her just going in in general, even though Tuvok didn't want her to? That's a Janeway. That's a Janeway? Elaborate. It's like, yes, I, I know what you're telling me, but I'm going to do what I want to do. Because I believe I can help you. You need help. I am Janeway. Therefore, we are a match. (laughs) We are as one. (laughs) Then Tuvok has that really cool, um, scary bit where he's like threatening martial art use on her. And then he goes, I've been thinking about all the ways I can kill someone with a finger, a foot, an arm, a leg. How do you kill someone with just one finger? Um, let's think. So, where, where, hmm. I'm guessing if you used, what if you, like, pushed so far into their eyeball that you got, could you get to their brain and give them brain damage? Well, you, you would still have to have, like, in a headlock to be able to do that, though. Yeah. So that's using a, a whole other arm plus a finger. Mm. Maybe he's got really pointy fingers. <laughs> and they have, like, knives. He's two fox scissor hands. Oh, no! no. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Actually, yeah, that's probably one of the 94 ways he's thought about killing someone. Replace mm. arm with shears <laughs> and scissors. Or he's got a Freddy Krueger glove hidden under his couch. Could also work. <laughs> mm-hmm could be oh, black panther can do it with a finger yeah but that's black panther 
Come on now. Mm, Chadwick Boseman. Kind of forever. Mm. Tuvok agrees to go to sick bay, but needs to be sedated to do so before transport. They say that he's got some kind of neuro imbalance of something or another. And then the doctor has like a really cool sassy scene where he's like, Vulcans and mind melds. No matter how many times it happens, it's always going to go wrong. <laughs> and always going to come to me and the doctor. go wrong a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so they basically like start electroshock therapying him. And then when Tuvok wakes up, because he's had all of his emotion restriction mm. stuff taken away from him. Fuck, he's so different and so scary. Oh, that is that is the amazingness of Tim Ross right there. An amazing That he can job. show that range of just euphoria and then just evil. Ah. Such a such a well versed actor that we don't get to see that often. And it is kind of a shame that the only times he does something different is when he's lost his emotions, and that's the storyline. Or his memory. Mm, well, or that. Oh, no, I've just remembered there's that episode where he's standing mm-hmm. on... Oh, the cliff episode. Oh. oh, no, I was thinking more of Riddles. That's the one where he has a cake. Yes. Yeah, I was thinking of the one where he's standing anyway, over the, the frequency and the frosting. No, that's the one where we get to see George Takei. Come on now. Oh, yeah, I didn't like that one. But it's George Takei. Yeah, well, that's about the best bit about the episode. And he bring and Tuvok brings him tea. And Janeway's <laughs> pissed. You never brought me tea. <laughs> it's like, you're more of a coffee lady. <laughs> so Tuvok then starts bitching about the captain, basically saying how wrong she is and that she disgusts him and that all humans basically disgust him, which then he suggests that he should also kill Suda. Now, the only thing I would suggest here is that it shows that Tuvok does have underlying feelings of elitism because he's, I mean, I suppose he does because he's Vulcan anyway, Mm -hmm. but he actually outwardly allows it to come out that he thinks humans are basically crap. Well, yeah, we are. Seriously. I mean, you'd hope by 2380, whatever Voyager is set in the way. Yeah, no. But. Who knows if we'll make it that long. To be honest, I hope we don't. Because Ugh. I just can't see it being a good time for A, the planet, and B, everyone else. We'll destroy ourselves in war eventually. Yeah. When was World War Three in Star Trek? That was in the 90s, wasn't it? No. Um, it's coming up soon. I forget when. When was the eugenics wars? That was in the 90s. So the eugenics were the 90s. Well, I know the Bell Riots were 2024. I think, or 2026. World War Three. Star Trek. 2026, the World War Star. I knew started. it was soon. Yep. So if, if... Although Putin is pushing for sooner. Yeah. Oh, that's... There's such a problem in that, because... You can't yeah. invade another country, but no matter what America does, they're going to look wrong. So it's just it's going to end up in a disaster. Mm-hmm. And, and Putin knows that America's going to have to do something. Mm-hmm. Ugh, it's just... Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Let's not talk about that, yeah. because that's... I mean, yeah. by the time this episode comes out, it probably would have already happened. Yeah. But Ugh. Feel sorry for you in the Ukraine. If you're listening from the Ukraine, which, yeah. again, I highly doubt you are, I am very sorry. Back in, yeah, sickbay, uh, he, he couldn't get through to the captain, so he starts to try and get through to Kez. And Kez is like, sorry, we took away your telepathic ability too. She's like, oh, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. He's like, sorry, brah. And he is sedated again. Yeah. A few hours later, it is now night time, and <laughs> Tuvok, <laughs> Tuvok is uh, waking up all sweaty. Mm-hmm. Back to Sweaty Tuvok, and uh, he then just gets those things off his head. Well, doesn't he touch the force field first? That's at the yeah. That's though at the end of no, but he does it again when he wakes up. Oh, did he? I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, and at that point, I'm sorry, the doctor's program should have initiated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like um, what? Or at least you know when Tuvok was waking up because that's tied into the ship's computers. The doctor should have been reinitiated. Mm. Okay. 
I will agree with that. Is this a wrong way or a something? It's a wrong way on somebody. I don't know who, though. But, I mean, Janeway, technically, she's like the prime minister of the ship and everything should stop with her. Okay, wrong way. Wrong way. Damn you, Janeway. You should have, you should have this shit locked down. Bloody oath. So, yeah, we've, we've talked about getting those things off his head. He manages to do it and then short circuits that little bed thing and opens up the force field. And off he trots to the brig. And no one was alerted that the force field went down. Maybe it's because it's only Tuvok. Where's Ayala in all of this, actually? Where the fuck's Ayala? <laughs> he, he was in the brig earlier. Oh, was he? I didn't see him. He was. He was working, like, brig controls just standing there. <laughs> do 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 I'm pressing <laughs> buttons. <laughs> but he, mm, some, there should have been someone from security on the bridge. And oh, I don't know. So Tuvok then attacks a guard, goes to Suda, lets Suda out. And then they start talking again about the logical use of violence. And I'm just like, it, it does make sense. Like, there is a mm. logical use for it, but it's also not good. I don't know. No, it's not. Suda says whatever he's going to do, it won't help. Killing him won't help and he'll just become a killer. And the urges mm-hmm. will eventually come back again. But then Tuvok starts to force a mind meld. Now, yeah. I thought this is, this, is, this is a very serious assault. But also the way Vulcans do mind melds, their arms are up. Sorry about my mm-hmm. sweaty armpits. Their arms are up. <laughs> and... The rest of their body is exposed. So couldn't Brad Dourif, or sorry, Lon Suda, just kick him in the balls? Depending on what pressure points the Vulc- a Vulcan is hitting on you, I'm guessing you could be incapacitated at that. I mean, potentially. I'd have just try kicking him in the balls. but And if it didn't work, then that makes sense. But something managed to stop Tuvok. It's either he managed to gain control <laughs> or Suda somehow managed to give him back some of his good control or something. I even liked Suter saying that a mind meld in itself is a violent act. It is. It is, 100%. It completely is. You're taking it's over someone's like mind. It's mind rape. Yeah. And you're, like, rendering the other person's ability to function, like, synaptically and physically yeah. useless. So it's, it's, a, it's a pretty pretty big act of violence. But, you know, so he manages to get out of it. Suda calls Chakotay to get someone Mm -hmm. to look after Tuvok. It's kind of a little funny thing where it's like, what are you doing out of the brig? I just love the way he's cradling Tuvok. Well, he's got all the Tuvok's care. That's just, oh, so sweet. Yeah. It's it's because he feels good, I guess, about himself. So we end this episode in sickbay. Tuvok is getting better now and he starts apologising to Janeway. Mm-hmm. And uh, Janeway goes, no more mind melds without my permission. <laughs> so not only can he not use that's his logic. Right that's the right way. <laughs> <laughs> not only can he not use his mind melds, he can't use his logic either. Mm-hmm. What has he got left? Everything's the Janeway. Sorry, it's her ship. Mm, She's just like, Captain, am I allowed to pee right now? No, hold it in. (laughs) Put on your depends, damn it. (laughs) Use your own replicator rations on your incontinence pads, sir. (laughs) So that's the right way. Keeping Suda in his room. That's the right way. Is it? It is because you can lock that area well as much as you can. It, and then you don't have to have the brig being used for that. You don't have to have someone constantly standing guard on the brig. Would you have kept all of the bits and pieces in there? Is it like all of the creature comforts or would you have taken them out? I would have taken out most of most most of them. Yeah. But I mean, still like books and, and things like that. Okay. Because you need some sort of creative outlet or you will go insane. He's already there pretty much. No, not with Tuvok. True. So... Bring in the orchids. <laughs> I am now an orchid cultivator. So you think that's the right way? It is. It is. All right, fine. I will provide that. 
And then that is the end of the episode, Suzanne. Oh, I want more Brad Dourif. Well, we will get some more Brad Dourif, Dourif in... Only two more episodes. <laughs> in a few episodes' time. As in, not as a guest on my show, <laughs> but in Voyager. <sighs> yeah. What do you reckon? That would be awesome. I would just be sitting here like, oh, I love you. <laughs> You're so awesome. What do you reckon the results were? Right way. Okay. We've got one Janeway, mm-hmm. three right ways, and three wrong ways. Oh, hell. Oh, no. We don't have a guest. Oh, no. Who's, who's, who's <laughs> going to tell us what to do? Binks, what do you think? She's asleep. <laughs> Binks is Suzanne's cat. She's, she's asleep there. She's asleep sitting upwards. Oh, no, now she's awake. Oh, there she is. She's like, what? How do we get the cat to decide? So, we're going to have to decide. Siri. Oh, I don't even have my phone on me to do, Siri. I don't have my phone at all. I can. I will random number generate this, I reckon, because I can't. Okay. Okay, actually, no. Can we argue that this is... What was the biggest decision that was made in this episode? No mind melts. Which was a right way. It is a right way. Does that mean that we're going to go down the right way path? Do you, do you feel in your... I thought I, I felt in my heart it was a right way episode. You felt... Well, if you feel it in your heart and I feel it in my bones... That makes a whole person. <laughs> <laughs> to chop up and kill... <laughs> Then this episode Feed him to the pigs. Oh wow. This episode is a right way on that note. Yay! I think this whole season two is coming out as a right way, Suzanne. Oh no, no. It's it's still weird. There's there's we still got resolutions coming. (laughs) Wrong way, wrong way. (laughs) Yes, that is very true. Well uh it's not that long away now. The what the fuck were you thinking way? Listeners, resolutions should be out at the end of June. <laughs> if we get our recording okay. We will see about that. Yes. But yes, anyway, I think that that is the end of our episode, Suzanne. Yay. Meld was an amazing, amazing episode. And yes. probably doesn't get some of the credit it deserves because of like the more sci-fi-y bang bang kind of episodes like deadlock that's coming Mm. up or gear of hell or dragon's teeth but it's it's good it's a really good episode and it showcased a interesting concept with yes the idea of violence so yes but anyway listeners thank you for tuning in to us we really appreciate all of you who listen to us talk about voyager we'd love it if you subscribed and gave us all the stars and leave us a review as suzanne said angry tubok or angry sweaty tubok will come after you <laughs> or we'll send neelix with his fairy finger after you which is a comment God, i never no. thought i would m- make in my life oh anyway suzanne where can we find you online uh, you can find me on Twitter at Stain Sass or at KJNY8. And Liam, where where can we find you online? At Ellis74656. Or just running the Janeway Twitter. Mm-hmm. And then making Suzanne's life hell when we get all these <laughs> notifications. That happened when I'm in bed. Thank you. Turn your phone on silent or do not disturb. It goes on silent at 11 p.m., but sometimes I'm in bed before that. Well... Not my problem. (laughs) (laughs) It is because you're the damn one tweeting shit. Look, I'm not, I don't tweet all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Just remember to follow us on Twitter at the Jane underscore way. And I think we're on Facebook too. uh, Maybe at the Jane way pod, something like that. Until next time. Remember, keep doing things not the right way, not the wrong way. I really want to know who wrote that Neelix holodeck program. Do things the Jane way.
Computer, deactivate Holosuite.